Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review, arrival, and recap the latest episodes of Westworld and The Walking Dead. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's it's been a crazy kind of pre-show here. We've had a lot of major discussions, specifically about a list that will be coming out on our YouTube channel probably pretty soon. Um, I actually can't wait for that to come out and to see um, how that's received because it is an interesting list. And putting together the honor roll mentions on that will be interesting as well. See what kind of we throw in there as well. <laughs> um, uh, how? What have you been watching recently, man? Been watching Creed. Oh, right. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, yeah I saw that yesterday. I'm assuming we'll get um, to that later. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm we're going to talk about that later. I saw <laughs> that. I've been catching up on uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead. I just saw Supergirl today. Just caught up with that show. Yeah. So just yeah, some some of the regular stuff yeah. that we used to talk about on the show. Yeah. It, it'll. We didn't have because all right. Well, I guess we should address this now before we introduce our guest here. But we didn't. If you haven't listened to our last episode, I would highly recommend it. Um, Ozzy was not able to be on, but we were able to have a couple different people on, and we had a huge discussion about the state of superhero media. And it was just a really fun time and a really interesting and, in my opinion, intelligent conversation. So uh, I definitely would recommend that. Ozzy, have you gotten a chance to listen to that episode yet? Not yet, man, but I'm I'm, a, <laughs> I'm upset that I wasn't part of it because I, I wish I was a part of that. But um, not yet. Not, yeah, not, you not probably yet would have gotten really frustrated with some of the things that were said about some of these CW shows. Because I know you're, you're one of the bigger defenders of those CW shows that I can think of. So... I definitely wish you could have been on, but it was interesting nonetheless. Anyway, let's introduce our guest here. This um, this person has been on the podcast before. He is part of our team. He is the head of head of no head of video production. Head of video production. I almost said marketing, but it is not Bob. Sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> yeah. But it is Miles. Miles, how are you doing? I am doing good. Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Arrival came out. Westworld, this week's episode of Westworld happened. <laughs> and I think I failed an exam today. <laughs> but no, it is great to be here. I always love coming in to actually talk on the podcast. So thanks for letting me on. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it's it was such a natural thing because you went and you saw Arrival with me. So good. This yeah, we will, we will get there. Um, <laughs> you saw Arrival with me. You watched Westworld. You watched yes. The Walking Dead. And those are the three things we're going to talk about. So I'm like, it just makes sense to have him on. So that is what we're doing. And don't worry, those of you who were disappointed that it wasn't Bob, we will try to get him on at some point soon. It's been a while. It's been a little bit since Bob's been on. We'll figure something out. We need some more hashtag controversy for the brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, and make sure you check our Facebook page because he just had a very interesting Facebook live post. So there's definitely content on there for you to um, consume there. Anyway, let's kind of 
transition into our review of Arrival. And boy, am I excited to talk about this movie. Um, this, it's been a rule of thumb, of thumb for me to not post or talk about with other members of the team or share my opinions on a movie before we review it on the podcast. But because we had such a long break between when we were going to have an, an actual episode, like a nor- normal style episode, I, I just couldn't help myself because this movie was so good. And I posted most, some of my thoughts on Facebook. So if you have seen my Facebook post, you already know basically how I felt about this movie. But, oh my gosh, I can go and talk about this movie for a while. Um, Miles, let's start with you. What were your initial thoughts on Arrival? Initial thoughts? Yeah. I had none because it blew my mind away. <laughs> my thoughts now that I've been able to process it and put it all back together... <clears throat> I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was amazingly directed. The cinematography, I'm sure Ozzy will mention that, was amazing. The performances were just A-grade from everyone oh, who so was good. in it. But the thing that really stuck out to me the most, as someone who has written stuff in the past uh, and is taking screenwriting courses and stuff like that, the script blew me away. Because I hate, and I kind of got this sense with Interstellar a couple years ago, (laughs) I I do not like this feeling when you are smarter than the person who wrote the movie. But this movie, the amount of research, I'm sorry, but I'm forgetting the name of the writer, the amount of research he had to go through to make a movie that was not only pure sci-fi in the best way possible, but also convey complex information with math and languages and linguistics that went way over my head, but present it in such an amazing way. It was just... I don't think I've ever seen a film like this before with this level of intelligence. Eric Heisler? Heisler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heisler. He's got to yeah. do more stuff. Yeah. Um, Ozzy, how about you? Wow, man. Um, I I went into this movie sort of uh nervous for it just just i'm just like you know because the movies this year like like i know you and i have been discussing have been sort of disappointments but november has started off strong and it it continues to be a strong month for cinema this movie is fantastic man i mean miles miles took the words out of my mouth i loved the cinematography in this movie the cinematography (laughs) in this movie was fantastic um from the opening shot of us seeing that the ship it's in that shot's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's such a such a beautiful shot. Um, love that shot and the acting in this movie is phenomenal. Um, if I if there was if there was an Oscar for best chemistry, it, it <laughs> might it might very well go to Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner because they had such amazing on screen chemistry. Um, I, I loved it and and this film this film was. It, it's 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 yes it's an alien invasion movie but it's it's it takes such a unique turn um you know with with what alien invasion is um personally and it it it's such a such a great movie i took my cousin to see it with me while, while he was in town and um wow this movie this movie blew us both away mm-hmm. um he went to see it in the morning and it woke me up as soon as it started i was like <laughs> whoa boy um so it, it was Definitely an amazing film. I definitely recommend it. That uh, I do think that people should watch this movie. Yeah, I love the 
interstellar um, comparison yeah. when it not necessarily in story because it's not a similar story no, really at all. all. Um, it's not even like a sim- I don't know. It's just the way that they were able to kind of convey such complex ideas in a lot simpler of a fashion than in a more understandable and digestible fashion than Interstellar was. Because Interstellar, the one thing people said is, oh, I need to see the movie again. I need to try to process it more. And that's fine to an extent. But this was able to kind of give you such big, huge scale ideas in such a processable way. (laughs) Like you saw it and you're Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, okay. Like you, it's really high concept stuff, but really interesting as you're watching it. Um, and then you guys both brought up the performances. The word I would use to describe these performances are subtle, especially from Amy Adams. Um, good Lord. She is so good. She is so talented. Um, I hate that people only know her from what's that? Batman v Superman. Yes, people only know her as Lois Lane, and it's just, that drives me insane. Yeah. Because she is wasted in those movies, especially in Batman v Superman. And she is so talented, and it comes through um, to just such a large extent in this movie. She is incredible in this movie. And Jeremy Renner, um, a different kind of performance from Mm -hmm. him, too. Like, it's not... um, it it was subdued as well, but it also, like, wasn't just he was doing Jeremy Renner. It was different. Um, so I did really like that. And, oh, man, the, the, like you said with the writing, the twist that this movie takes, the mm-hmm. turns that it takes, it's so intelligent the way it's kind of, the way the story and the narrative is all kind of tied together. Um, it's, it's brilliant. Not, nothing short of brilliant. It really is. Um, there were times when I was like, what does all this have, like, you're sitting there watching these different scenes, you're like, what does this have to do with anything? And you're just, I was almost frustrated sitting there watching it, and then all of a sudden you're like, boom. And it's like, oh my gosh. It just blows your mind, and you're like, this movie is brilliant. And it really is. It really is. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Spotlight, because out of all the movies that I'd compare this to, honestly, I would compare it to Spotlight. You're talking about before the... Before the show, I don't think I mentioned it on the on the episode yet. Really, I thought yeah. you brought it up so. with the subdued. No, yeah. I guess that was in my head. Well, I'm glad you brought up the idea of everything, the performance being yeah. so subdued, because mm-hmm. I would compare this in that sense to Spotlight, also being a movie that was very potentially exposition heavy, mm-hmm. which this movie is. But the way they communicate it, and not only that, they don't even get bogged down by only exposition, but they create a movie that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like the themes of the movie and what the movie is trying to say, especially Mm -hmm. in this day and age, hint me such at such a deep level, Mm -hmm. and I won't ever see things (laughs) quite the same. Like, honestly. Wow. Um, yeah, this movie, this movie really hits you in, in a human way for what the topic really is. Um, just, I mean, this is a sci-fi movie and just the fact that it, it's so human for a sci-fi movie. It really shocked me. I was, mm-hmm. I agree with Miles 100% because it, it, it's such a, it's such a shock with the twist in the end. And this is arguably one of the best twists I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, such, such amazing sc- screenwriting. Um, I hope, I hope that he gets nominated. Um, Eric, uh, Heiser he because he, he did a fantastic job writing this movie. He did a fantastic job writing this movie. I, I love this movie. It's a really great movie. Yeah. It, Cause at its core, it's a movie about 
humanity and Mm -hmm. it's a movie about communication and i think that is so relevant to today and to this kind of political climate where we're in where nobody actually listens to each other Mm -hmm. it's just such a relevant movie and it's got such relevant themes as you were talking about before and it's funny that you do bring up uh spotlight because just for kind of comparison sake and just to kind of show you and demonstrate how highly i think of this movie my number one movie of last year was Spotlight, okay? I gave that movie a 9.5, and it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of show you where I'm at this, with this movie, without giving away my score just yet, I am higher on this movie than Spotlight. Dang. Just going to leave that out there. Um, wow. Does anybody else have any more specific pauses they want to get into before we try to scrape together any negatives? Man, I would say the only thing, because you brought up the idea of Oscar chances. Well, sadly, I don't know if this is the best picture kind of Academy type movie. I do think it's a lock for a nomination for best original screenplay. It's possible. I could see it. I think it's a lock, man. Really? I I mean, Ex Machina, they always kind of reward one obscure movie, and Mm -hmm. I think this is that thing. I could see it. I could see it. I would probably, man, it's so tough. Because I don't even know what my best kind of screenplay would be if it would be Hell or High Water or this, honestly. Because mm. I, I love both of those movies. But anyway, um, Ozzy, you have any final thoughts or any funny, final positives? Um, the way that they... I've never seen a movie do this. Like, spend so much time on this. The way that she really um, goes about trying to understand their language and the way that they really um, they, they execute that. I thought that was yes. really done well. Um, the way that they showed them trying to communicate through language and stuff like that. They, and they spent, they spent a while on it, but it was so interesting seeing her do that and really trying to figure out what each symbol meant as a mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that that was executed extremely well. Um, just to see it, you know, people, I mean, even with talking with people, I'm just trying to really figure out what each word means and everything. So it, it really found for for something like a sci-fi movie and a really human movie it just the the art of language and yes. you know it was and that was executed so well just you mm-hmm. know um the art of language and how really language and, and math really go you know they're one in one mm-hmm. so i i did appreciate um you know them really explaining that and and really executing that portion of the movie really well definitely all right. Do you guys have any positive or negatives? I would say, I should say, um, that you guys want to throw out there, Miles. I would say, and take this with a grain of salt because I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. So any negatives that I have, to be honest, are it's me nitpicking yeah. for the sake of me being objective yeah. because I loved this movie. But without going into spoilers, I will say. As the movie starts unpeeling into more layers of the plot and more things it kind of throws at you, there were a couple of transitions, namely one in specific that I won't get into, that did jar me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not after I was able to sort of transition, but I thought the transition into certain story elements were a bit rushed. I mean, it's yeah. super complex, and mm-hmm. I gotta give it to the writer for that, but... I will say I was jarred for just a, just a smidgen, just for a sec. Okay. Ozzy, do you have anything? 
Um, I mean, not that not nothing that I can necessarily think of. To be honest with you, um, yeah, I don't really don't got nothing. Nothing big. Um, yeah, I like like Miles has said. I think this is kind of it's hard because you're just kind of reaching to pull things out that you're like could have been done better. Um, like I even like even when I was watching, I was like, is the CGI even like questionable? Like at times maybe like, but really it wasn't. Um, it was fine. Uh, even at the parts that I'm like, eh, it could have been better, but it was still fine. Yeah, better um, than most big movies. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't spend their money, like, kind of with huge action scenes or anything like oh, that, yeah, so that true. helped. Um, I would say, and this is something I did bring up ap- right after we saw it as well, that some of the dialogue towards the end got a little cheesy, just a little bit. But it wasn't enough to, like, take me, a- like, it wasn't, like, interstellar, like, where you have, like, love conquers all like it wasn't that bad but it was still like i was like okay come on um but other than that it's just it's hard i don't really have any huge things there was maybe a little bit of a narrative thing where there was a voiceover at one point and i was like where did this come from because they never revisit it um but that's really it um i i'm really just reaching here (laughs) so all right you guys want to score this movie and move on yeah, man, let's do it. All right. Uh, Miles, let's start with you. What do you got? Man, this is a hard one to score for me. Ugh, it's so good. I'm going to have to give it, man, a 9.5 out of 10. Because of the little things, because of my stupid little nitpicks, yeah. and because I have to review it, I can't quite get it to 10. Yeah. But it's amazing. It's just phenomenal. Fair enough. Ozzy, where are you at? I'm at a 9.6. We are right on the same page, my friend. For I'm at a nine, <laughs> not for the first time, but <laughs> nine point six is where I'm at as well. This movie is brilliant. It is just, it will really blow your mind. I, and it's not just like us sitting here. Like I got messages from friends that went to go see this movie, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this movie blew my mind." Like it's really, really highly recommend this movie. It is the best film of the year thus far. It has moved past Hell or High Water, sadly, but, I mean, still go see Hell or High Water, buy it, rent it, do it. But this movie, go see this movie in theater, support this movie. Um, It is the best the genre of sci-fi has been in a long time. Period. So, that's what I got. Um, You guys want to move on to Westworld? Let's do it, man. I am so ready for this. Okay. Jeez. So this is your official spoiler warning for the latest episode of Westworld. If you're not caught up on Westworld, um, go watch it and then catch up to this episode. I don't know. Just watch it, please. Um, Anyway, the latest episode of Westworld. Jeez. This... We called it, guys. We called it. I know a lot of the internet is is saying, oh, we called it. But honestly... When I said that on the podcast, I had not ever read that before. I promise you, Jesse yeah, was right I there. Yeah, I didn't even. I hadn't even seen anything like that before. I thought. I literally thought you invented that theory. I, uh, me I too. Honestly, it's everyone. All over well, everyone on God's green earth is claiming that they called it now, but who knows if that's like hindsight or if that's actually like they called it. But whatever. I um, was just like, Carlos, how the hell did you even call this? Like, <laughs> you talked to like the director or something? Like, how the hell did this even happen? Anyway, so um, we are talking about. Shock. Yeah, we are talking about Bernard and the reveal that he is a host. Yes. We knew that it was coming. That somebody, at least somebody, is what we said that 
is going to be a host that we were not expecting. And for it to be Bernard, which is what we kind of hypothesized before, it it fit. It was the most fitting, like, to me, it, was, it could have only been Bernard. But at the same time, what this does for the show is it opens it up. So now literally anybody could be a host. Anybody could be a host and we could, and it could shock us again. Cause now they're saying like, what this does, especially with what he was doing, because, alright, at the end, let's kind of skip to the end and we'll kind of backtrack away from it. Sounds here. good. So at the end, um, what's her name again? Teresa? Teresa. Yeah, yeah. Teresa. So Teresa confronts, um, Ford, or Teresa with Bernard confronts Ford in the basement of that little house that Ford has hidden away, right? Actually, no. They he confronts them. Yeah, uh, he confronts yeah. Teresa. They, she found a door that he couldn't see, and that's when I was like, "Oh man, it's happening!" It's happening. It was, as everyone's been saying, it was yeah. the second big yeah. door moment yeah. that HBO <laughs> has had this year. Um. Yeah. So that was a that was a great moment where he can't see the door and that's great but so Ford confronts them right and then it's slowly revealed like he finally says it that Bernard is a host right and then we kind of we get this moment where he tells Bernard basically to kill Teresa and you're just like but first of all that raises the question so can the host kill people now if, secondly it raises the question because also there was like he was making a new host down there was he making a, a replacement for Teresa? That's what everyone's been saying. Yeah, right? I think everything's sort of pointing to that. So, yeah. So that definitely, that even adds on to everybody's kind of shock now that literally anybody could be host. Ford could be just killing people left and right, and we would have no idea because he'd be replacing them with hosts. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Ozzy, what did you think of all that craziness down in that basement? I was first of all, I was I was just in complete shock about Bernard. I was just because <laughs> as soon as as soon as like uh, you know she, she where they pointed out no host can see this door and then mm-hmm. she sees the door and he couldn't see. I'm just like, oh no, oh god, oh god. And then I as soon as she was looking through these like through the through these papers and then like she's in shock that you know. Uh, she's reading basically like his creation papers or something, and then he sees it and he's like, "They don't, they don't look like nothing to me." And then Ford comes <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, they, they can't, they can't, they don't understand like what that is. I was just like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> and, then, and then as soon as he powered his nut, I'm just like, "Oh no, God, no!" <laughs> it was just a, it was just a graduation of like just shocking upon shocking upon more shock. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, that was just, I think that was arguably one of the best episodes, if not the best episode of the show so far. I mean, that was just. I don't know uh, if I'd God. say it's the best episode, but it's the best ending to an episode. I it was, think. it was, best it was moment. just, yeah, maybe, yeah. It was, it was, I thought, I thought the episode was extremely well. Just, yeah. Just putting that out there, but, um, yeah. that whole thing, that, the whole way that, that that was actually shot and the whole way that, that was actually presented to us, it uh-huh. was just, Crazy because you start off at the beginning of the episode with him remembering his son. Yes. So it's just like okay, yeah, he's human. I, I was know, like yeah. when, I, when I saw him, I'm just like Carlos, what the hell are you talking about? He's <laughs> human. Hey, God. I even had that moment too, though. <laughs> I had that so, moment too because I like I think I was sitting next to Miles. I don't know if you heard me, but I said, "Well, I, there goes my theory." Yes, like at one point during that. the episode, I said that, and I was like, "But then at the end, it's like, oh my gosh, yes." So I, I love that moment as well. All right, well, let's kind of move on to a different set of characters here for a second. Um, 
Let's. You want to go to Maeve because Maeve is the real MVP. Yes. Um, let's go to Maeve. Maeve. She basically tells these two techs now after she sees her friend get deactivated. She tells these two techs, "You're going to help me break out of here." Basically. What do you think about this? Like, do you think is she is Maeve destined as well? Like, as far along as she's progressed, is she destined to die, or do you think she's going to start leading other hosts? I think she. I think she might die. Yeah, I think she's. Um, I think. I think she's going overboard because I think as much as they're helping her and as much as you know, and I'm gonna Miles. I'm gonna I'm gonna present this. uh, I'm gonna compare it to Rick in a sense. She. Okay, she's sort of over. She has this overconfidence to her, sort of like how he had in season six. Um, she just has this overconfidence to her, like she knows everything at this point. Like she's seeing everything, so she says that she knows everything, and she says that she's dealing with men that she's dealt with, like uh, these type of people before. But I guess that she doesn't fully comprehend that she is still just a host, that they can control her, that they know where she'll be. Um, so I think that that's, and that's just like it happened to Rick. I feel like that's going to backfire on her. That's, that's just the theory that I have because she's going into this overconfident and then she says that I'm going to kill you, but that, that like they're people. So I do think that there could be repercussions to her if she does escape, but I do think that she is destined to die just because I think that she is becoming arrogant at this point. Honestly, even cause I see this going in one of two ways, either on side A, she makes it out, or B, she dies, but we need a way of getting hosts into the real world. I think that's the next step of season two. Yes, it may sound cheesy, but it really opens up the possibilities there. I don't think this is an apocalyptic story mm-hmm. of, like, of the hosts all breaking out, yeah. but I think that would be just so interesting to explore them as they're interacting now, not just with Westworld, but the real world. What mm-hmm. happens to them? So Maeve getting cocky, yes, that that's totally happening. And I think it would only make Anthony Hopkins, uh, what's his character's name, Ford? Dr. Yeah. Ford, yeah. It, it'll only make Ford more unstoppable if he stops Maeve being the real MVP. Yeah. Because he's literally in control of everything. He is like the god of Westworld, literally. Yeah, you didn't say that. He, in this is, he is. He is the god of Westworld, but we still. I'm still interested because we didn't. We still don't know who took Elsie at this point. Elsie was not shown, and we don't I know, know what happened. I'm so frustrated. I um, want to know what that's, happened. That's though. one disappointment I had this episode is that we do not know what happened to Elsie. Hmm. But what we do know is that still from last episode, not from from the episode previous before this one, that Arnold was you know doing something. So I do think Maeve, Maeve might start this revolution, but I do think that it might finish with Dolores because Dolores is still finding mm-hmm. the maze. So that is uh, – if if she does escape, um, I do think that she'll die. But I do think that Dolores will ultimately find the maze. And who knows? Maybe she'll be the one who goes out there because mm-hmm. she did lie to Ford. She did lie to Ford. Yeah. But um, my only thing is, is if Ford knows that Bernard was actually talking to Dolores. That's my only thing. That is, is where we question. get into another theory that okay. will pro- can is now the time to open it up. Go or? for it. 
So there's this big theory that's floating around, and there's a lot of evidence to back it up, that Bernard is a synth created by Ford to be a replication of Arnold. Because as it has been established, uh, what's <laughs> and Ford has this obsession with the past. Even though he is a complete D-bag, he mm-hmm. created, re- recreated his family to recollect that stuff. But the theory that's floating here on, and there's a couple things to back up that Bernard is the synth version of uh, Arnold. Mm-hmm. One of them being that there's a scene, I think it's in episode three, where Ford shows a picture to Bernard before you know that he's a synth. And in that picture, it shows uh, Ford and another man in it. The other man, you kind of assume it's Arnold, but later on, it's revealed that that, that other guy is his dad. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole blank space on the picture. Another thing that's established with that is that Bernard hosts can't see what they're not supposed to see. Mm -hmm. So if Bernard is in that picture, just like the moment when he saw the diagram of himself at the very end and he couldn't recognize himself, Hmm. there's a really good chance. And everything lines up, including Bernard talking to Dolores. Which, if that was the case, that would play into the whole two timelines theory yeah. of that's actually Arnold talking to Del- Dolores, which would be the only reason he'd want to talk to her because they're interviewing the robots before opening the park. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I think it's true. Uh, it's an interesting theory. I don't know. I don't know if I'm all in on it. I need to read, really? read more about it. There's a lot more yeah. stuff that I... There's no yeah. <laughs> way I, I can explain it all yeah, right now. That's fine. Um, I I am still really confused by, like, what is going on with... Because Teresa was taking stuff, information out of the park for the board, right? But then also at that same location, Arnold, quote-unquote, had signed in. So what, like... I, I don't know where this all ties in. Like, what does Arnold have Two to timelines. do with the board? Possibly. I mean, it doesn't mean that White Hat is the man in black. Yeah. But I think it's 100% certain that there's two timelines. It is not unintentional that they're not clearing it all up. They're not just setting it up so that it's going to be a massive disappointment, that the twist is that it's all happening at Mm -hmm. the same time. Things are happening at different times, so we don't know necessarily what it all is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about a little bit about... um, the man in black and also William and Dolores, their storylines. Cause they kind of seemed really detached this episode from everything else that was going right. on. Um, and that was a little frustrating to me. And at this point, I just feel like they're getting a little aimless with some of these things. I'm interested in the Dolores stuff, especially because I love Dolores. And, um, I think that whole relationship there is really interesting because like he knows that she's not, real so like and he's still falling for it so that to me is really compelling um but i don't know man in black kind of he lost his interest for me in this episode at least what about you ozzy um i don't know man it was just i'm just i really want to see I really want them to confirm at this point, like whether he is william or not it's just annoying at this point um (laughs) it really is it really is because (laughs) Um, I just want, I just really want the man in black just to show up and then be like, Hey, William, what's up? Um, (laughs) casually (laughs) dismiss the theory. Yeah. Just like casually with Teddy. Hey, what's up? Oh, oh, you're dating William now. Okay. Well, sorry. Let's go. 
something to go. Um, I think that'd be really funny. But um, no, I I did think that it was sort of uh, Dolores' story. This episode, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't something that it was something amazing. But mm-hmm. I do think that it was interesting that William is falling for her. Yeah. Um, because um, you know, apparently she unlocked something within him. But I'm just like, dude. She's not real. Um, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble, but she's not real. But um, he knows it. That's why it's so compelling to me. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 sort of a weird thing, to be honest with you. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, you do, like, we as an audience care for Dolores. And I said, like, sure, so we're doing the same thing. We're yeah. just like, come on, Dolores, <laughs> be with William. But it's just at the same time, I'm just like, wait, wait, whoa, you're not real, though. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's it's weird because it's, I don't know, like, for me, it's like a mixed bag, you know? Like, I want them to be together, but at the same time, I'm just like, dude, wait, she's fake. Stay away. Mm-hmm. Just be friends. Stay in the friend zone. Don't go anywhere else. Um, but I do think that the story can get um, interesting. I mean, I hope that she can actually reveal, sort of talk to him more about the maze and check if uh, check if he ends up gathering any information for himself and actually, you know, ends up helping her. Yeah. So I do think that'd be interesting to see. I mean, if this is two different timelines... I'm interested to see how it all ties in together. The only thing that's really linking them together is Arnold, but it's it's sort of separating at this point. Um, with with the uh, it's I don't know. To me, it's sort of getting confusing at this point mm-hmm. with two different timelines because they're they're both going for Arnold and they're both saying 30 years ago. And I'm just like, okay, well, like which ones? Yeah, which which that's why I that's personally why I don't like the theory of two different timelines because mm-hmm. they both relevant. Relevate the fact that Arnold's dead. He's been dead for 30 plus years. But she so never says that in the park, though. She says that in her conversations with Bernard. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, that's that's the thing that confuses me as, like, one who's watching the show. I'm just like, okay, like, is this, is this another timeline or is this the yeah. same timeline? Because, it, and it's sort of the problem that we've had with Doctor Strange. You know, they don't ex- explain the sort of the time periods. Yeah. I remember in Game of Thrones when they when we saw Valeris just pop up with 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 Daenerys, mm-hmm. we're just like, wait, how did that happen? Yeah, and uh, and they had it and they had to just come out and say, okay, like this is you know you have to understand that this is like you know different times and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just it's just hard to really fathom that you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if if we're gonna okay if we're gonna establish there's two different timelines, I'd rather I need like I I would feel comfortable and I'd be like I'd be okay with the fact that okay. This is when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is what's happening. So I can be caught up and I can understand better. This I can understand the story better. But if you're saying that they both, you know, that this person died, you know, around this timeline, but it's the same thing in the other timeline, I'm going to be confused. I'm be like, okay, so is this like a different timeline, a different period? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? Or is it the same year, but is it like a different month? Like, what is what? it? Like, are you give me like you're confusing me now, man. I'm, I'm confused. Like, I don't know if I'm a- like, overanalyzing it or whatever. But like, it's just, I'm like, I'm getting confused at this point. Yeah, there is one other thing that'll probably confuse you, Ozzy, more. Uh, something that's been pointed out as well, and that I noted noticed is the scenes where Bernard is interviewing Dolores. The room that he's in mm-hmm. is the same exact room as the one he finds out he's a host in. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Ford mentions yeah, I, that there are several was... rooms built like that, but if he, if this is all the same timeline, 
wouldn't he not be able to see that room? Why would he be Maybe. in that room? That's a whole other thing that it's so confusing. Oh my gosh! I don't think anything is unintentional though. Yeah, I know. It's just yeah, and, and crazy. I I noticed it. I noticed it when they went in there. I'm just like, it looks like the room that they had the conversation in. Um, the only thing that was that depth from what we didn't see in that room was just the fact that they didn't have them like they didn't have the former machines making a host mm-hmm. that's the only thing that i could that i that they haven't shown us in the room but mm-hmm. that's again i just i don't know like i like that's something that confused me as you're that as you pointed out that confused me when i saw it i was like he's not supposed to see this door then how can he talk to her through that but again it's just it's something i'm confused about yeah all right. Any final thoughts on this episode? Um, I think we pretty much touched on all the major storylines, yeah. at least. So, anything else? I don't think so. No, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm just really looking yeah. forward to the next episode because I think we're gonna finally get more about that chapel that Ford is building some sort of narrative about. I think, but at the same time, Dolores had like memories of it, so I, I don't know. It's I, weird. The thing is, though, I know whenever they answer a question, it's just going to open a million more, which is... Just like Bernard. Long, <laughs> yeah, long-form storytelling yeah. at its best does yeah. that. And this show, like, it one answer so bad, but I just know I'm never going to be satisfied yeah. until the show is done. So, Hey, hey Ozzy, you want some um, good news paired with some bad news? Go ahead. So, good news... Westworld was renewed for season two. Yeah. Bad yes. news, not coming out until 2018. Early what, 2018. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean? What? I read the article and it said HBO wants it to come out in later 2017, yeah. but with like writing and scheduling, the chances are that it might come out in early 2018. I'm, I'm thinking probably going to be like January 2018. Before Game still, of Thrones. It yeah. has to come out before... Yeah. Which I guess that moved to June, so that yeah. doesn't matter anyway, yeah. so. <sighs> yeah, it's slightly depressing, but. <laughs> Very depressing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Go screw yourself with that news. Thank you for making the show. Thank you, Jonathan Nolan. Yes. Thank you for all the terrific actors. <laughs> but screw you. We didn't ask yeah, for this, but no, you are getting pushed back later. He has us here asking questions within questions and then gives us like 2% of the answer. And he's like, oh, by the way, not going to be back till 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it kind of sucks. But anyway, all right, now I'm going to kind of dip out of the conversation and Ozzy is going to take over because they are going to talk about The Walking Dead. And as we all know, I do not watch The Walking Dead yet. We'll see what happens this winter. All right, take it over, boys. You're coming, Carlos. Just, just not. Take it over, boys. All right, guys. So we did not have a Walking Dead recap last week uh, just due to the fact that we did not have enough time miles you had to um take a test the following morning and i, I was just done late so i kind of want to talk about the episode three and also this 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 past episode that happened so what are your general thoughts about episode three i'm gonna start off with miles episode three 
I really liked. It wasn't necessarily because I really loved the first two episodes. I didn't get to go on to talk about the second, but the way they introduced Ezekiel and the different tone the second episode was for me was so strong that by the time we got to the third episode, it was a lot more of the brooding torture stuff with what's happening to Daryl. And while it was definitely effective, it started branching into that repetitive territory to me. But I still, I, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a good Walking Dead episode. Okay, okay. And I'm so sorry I did not, I did not introduce our, our, our other guest today. It's uh, Enrique Chiraboga. What's up, He's guys? with us today. So, Enrique, what do you think about episode three, your general thoughts? Episode three. I didn't really like that episode. Really? I liked, oh, I liked wow. parts of the episode. I like things about it. But I feel like it didn't have to be its own episode. I feel like that could have been spread out flashes from episode two, maybe, or even further along. I didn't like it. Wow. Wow. Um, I personally, I personally liked episode three. By the way, guys, spoilers. Sorry for saying that so late. But anyways, <laughs> um, and, but I did, I did like episode three. I just, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was one, we all thought that Dwight was just some douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, we all thought that he was just some guy. Which he is. Be. No, but we get his story and we do understand why he is the way he is. Right, yeah. So you do feel for him. Um, this episode wasn't just all about Daryl. It was about really also getting to know Dwight. And the way that Negan just treats Dwight, you're just like, wow. This guy is just, wow. Uh, you feel bad for Dwight. And you hate love Negan even more just because I mean you see Negan just rub this in front of his face you know what I'm saying just rub it like yeah your sister died and I took your hot wife now she's right. mine and you know it it takes a lot and you understand Dwight like Dwight has to in order for him to survive he has to accept that you know what I mean but he also has a lot of power but he has to accept that you know, this is his reality. And I think that it's changed who he is and that's why he is the way he is. Um, as for, as for Daryl, wow, I, you just, you feel awfully bad for Daryl. Um, just going through that situation, just being again, just sitting in a dark room, being tortured, hearing the same tune over and over again. So you really do feel for Daryl. Um, especially when they show, a picture of Glenn's body. Um, oh yeah, that's yes. That just that just sunk it in wave even more because Negan even Negan keeps saying that didn't even have to happen. So that it's just it's just a sad episode for 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 Daryl. Yeah, and your point on Dwight was actually my favorite part of the last episode. The, the big that was the biggest redeeming quality because is Dwight still a bad guy? Yes. But now you understand, like you said, why he's so evil. You understand not only why Dwight is evil, you understand more of how the saviors function out of seeing how Negan controls them. This is why they're all fighting for his side, and that part was so effective for me. Yeah, I mean, you really just see Negan's, uh, you know, sadistic way of really just turning someone inside out. Um, he loves to break people and then he likes to make people basically be like loyal servants to him after he's like done with dogs basically exactly he he take he, he just captures them and he just says you're my, whatever yours is mine and it's it's 
it's so sad to see that um this is definitely he's I mean I thought the governor was bad and, and <laughs> wow he he brings a punch um Negan definitely brings a punch to to the group um so what didn't you like about the episode Enrique something about Negan I don't I don't know like I liked him in the first episode but in this episode, I just didn't like him. I don't know if it's the writing or something about him was just off where his character just didn't function right for me. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I do I, agree with the Dwight stuff. Yes. I, Dwight was one of the better parts of the episode. All right. Well, uh, let's let's head into episode four this, this past <laughs> Sunday's episode. Start off with Enrique. Enrique, did you like Negan in this episode? And if you didn't, why? All right. So I didn't love Negan in this episode either because... I feel like he's not that scary anymore. I feel like he he killed two people in the very first episode of the season. And now he's just sort of like, he's there. He he said he's a man of his word, yet he's not done anything big and bad yet. Or done it. I mean, he came through Alexandria and he took all their stuff, but he just sort of feels like a bully. Like, he's not threatening anymore. And his, some of his stuff was a little repetitive. Like, I understand it's important to the character to, like, make him talk like that and the movements, and I like it, but it just happened too much. Miles, would you, right. do you agree with that? And this is sort of a continuation of that, because there were a lot of problems with this episode personally as a whole, but I think the biggest thing for Negan is his introduction was probably whether you loved it or hated it. It was one of the most memorable introductions for any character ever on TV. And when you have that, you want to be very strategic about how you use such a character. And I think by having Negan in so front and center in so many episodes and so many scenes, it kind of takes away from that power of knowing when Negan comes in, he is going to wreck crap up. Uh, not that I don't think it was a bad performance per se, but I think it was just the amount, the quantity in which he was written into the show. I mean, he is just, he's a huge part uh, in the comics, and he's, I mean, I haven't personally read the comics, but I know people who do, and Walking Dead fans love Negan, and he is, right. he, he ends up being a huge part of the comics, um, arguably the most loved villain in the series so far. Um, so I do think having him a part of it is essential. I do think having, you know, him being there in Alexandria definitely presented something. I mean, we did... Um, I understand it, it's sort of being repetitive or something, but you can't have him threaten threaten them 24-7. Um, you're either going to say, okay, he's going to threaten them and that's going to get old, or you're going to say, okay, he's going to be here and do the same thing. Or, you know, I think either or, either way, it could get repetitive or something. I would um, say, ju- really quick, I would say the biggest thing is I want Negan to have a strong presence, but to convey personally for me a strong presence doesn't mean he necessarily needs to be there. Kind of like, I don't know if you watch Rebels, but in Season 3, the villain Thrawn is such a crazy villain, but he has very few scenes because every scene he's in is such a big, impactful moment. But, yeah. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, personally, I had I had no issues with... I had no issues with Negan really being here this episode. I think this right. episode, he was meant to show not only... Not only our group, but to show all of Alexandria that he means business. Right. Um, 
Olivia almost got the bat. Uh, almost got almost got killed by Lucille. Almost did. Um, if it wasn't for Rick finding those guns in Spencer's in Spencer's house, so you know it's all about not just the group as a whole really understanding who Negan is. This is the whole, you know, the whole their whole village just really knowing that this this is how they're gonna have to live now. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think from what I we didn't see, but we didn't really see them reacting to Glenn's and Abraham's death. You know, we, in this episode, we already woke, we got there and there, and the group was already settled in and they, they were there, but we didn't see how they reacted. We didn't see how they took the news that Negan, Negan's in control. You know what I'm saying? Like from when they arrived. So I think really having him show up and really be there. Um, I think, I think it did it. I mean, I think they represented like a good job. I mean, seeing the fear in Olivia's eyes and seeing her cry, I thought that was very powerful. Um, I also thought seeing Negan speak to Carl like that. I mean, yeah. Carl, Carl sometimes, you know, he'll, he's sort of like his dad in the sense where he's just like, you don't, and he, and he said it, he's just like, I think you should leave before you find out how dangerous we really are. And it took, and Negan had to shut him down and just be like, I mean, I could basically just do the same thing I did last time. Do you want like, and he basically said like, whoever, if, if you don't put that gun down, someone's going to die and it's going to be in your hands. Someone that you care about is going to die, and it's going to be on your hand. So I, I think that really having him there definitely did something for the show. Um, really, really did something. And and let's talk about let's talk about Rick. Um, Rick sort of had a few big moments in this episode, leading towards the end. What do you think about Rick this episode? Uh, speaking like like heading down. What do you what do you guys think about Rick? Starting with Miles. I the, he was actually one of the bright points in this episode for me because one of the things that it kind of revealed we kind of knew before was the big thing of judith not being rick's baby it actually being shane's and i don't think we've ever seen rick in a point where he's now a humble guy who's ready to submit not because he's a coward because but because he wants to keep his friends safe i thought nods like that were great i think i think andrew lincoln is always, whenever he's on, he is a bright part of the show for me, and I loved what Rick was doing in this episode. Okay, agreed. Enrique, what do you think? I also agree that Rick was very good in this episode, and the whole Judas surprise, I really liked. But what's one of those things is, I, I like that Rick is, like, completely submitting, and I also like how Alexandria is not submitting. Like, right. I... They are like they weren't there. They don't understand, and that makes them want to rebel. And I kind of want to see them rebel against Rick, and sort of that type of thing. And it's just two different sides, and they don't understand, and they just want their freedom back. Yeah, and I also I also like seeing Rick still being a savage. Um, just when when Spencer was just like, oh well, did Abraham and Glenn think that too? And you still see that. Rick is still a boss. Like, even though he said, like, okay, like, I'm not in charge anymore, he still runs Alexandria. Like, he's still, he's still a boss there. And he, and he, he, like, when he said this line, I thought about episode, like, season two, uh, when he said this to Shane, he said, I wanted to break your jaw. I wanted to let you choke on your teeth. And he said that, summarized the same thing to Spencer. He said, if you ever say anything like that to me again, I'll break your jaw and I'll knock out your teeth. Yeah. So I do think that he is still, and you do see it this episode too. He's having, he is choking this uh, sort of submissive behavior down his throat. 
Because you see when Negan wanted to take away Maggie, you see him holding that bat. And you see Negan killing that walker. You see him gripping that bat. Um, This is something that you just see Rick really gripping. And it's it's really hard um, for him. And, And I do think his, you know, really bringing... Bringing back his his memory of shame was also really interesting just to see that he, yes, those are painful memories of his friend, but at the same time, he still misses his friend. I think that was really interesting to to really get that in there. Right. And I guess the question that I've been, I, I had to ask myself this whole episode, while a lot of the content was good, there was a whole nod with Daryl being now completely under Negan. That was awesome. The whole Judith thing. Rick, everything like that. But did it have to be? Did this episode have to be 90 minutes long? Because I personally saw no reason why it needed that extra time other than a marketing ploy. Um, I didn't necessarily think it had to be 90 minutes long. I thought if they were going to... And this is one of the problems that I had with last season's 90-minute episode when we just had the origin of why... Um, what's his name? Morgan. Why Morgan's the way yeah. he is. I, I had a problem with that episode. I'm just like, do we really need 90 minutes to know why you are the way you are? Um, I thought if we're going to compare it to last season, I thought that, I thought it was better, but you know, if we're going to have 90 minutes of an episode, I want there to be something shocking. You know what I mean? I, right. it needs to be worth the 90 minutes. Um, do I think it was a good solid episode? Yeah, I thought it was a good solid episode. Um, seeing, seeing Nick and Negan share the same screen. Uh, I thought that was interesting, but yeah. I wanted something to go down. I wanted I wanted Alexandra to be reminded of something, or to see Rick sort of, you know, rebel. Something, mm. something. I wish I would have seen. Can I talk about an unpopular opinion I have? Go ahead. Do it. I don't. I don't like Carl. I really what? don't like Carl. He's he's an annoying brat, and I don't like whoa. him. Whoa! Shots whoa, fired! Whoa! 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 whoa. All right. I would completely understand if you said that about season four, Carl. But come on, man, he is—he is definitely groaning. He is definitely one of He's, one of the one of the stronger people now in the group. He's grown, but like he's—he's he's not like as strong as Rick, and he's not very weak. So he's just like a brat. Like I don't like him. Like the I don't thing understand he, how the crappy pulled in tonight's <laughs> in last night's episode with Negan. After he watched two people get the bat, like, he could have stand it up that way, but to be honest, I wanted Negan to cut off his arm himself. Dang. And wow. I, you, are, you are just a douche. <laughs> Negan needed, we would have, like, fulfilled two of my things I wanted. Carl would gain some respect, and Negan would show some power. Why would, okay, but why would you, I mean, I understand Carl completely, like, why would you respect someone who killed two people that you care about? Well, not that he respects them, but he's, like, rebelling, but not in a good way. <laughs> like, it's not, like, I just don't like him. So you don't understand why he's rebelling? Like, they said half not of really. his... Okay, I understand Miles, they... Miles, are you on my side here? I'm going to take a swing at this. I'm going to take this middle ground. I agree with what Carl said, and I agree with the way it was written, but I actually have to side with Enrique... And then I don't think it's the writing's fault. I honestly think it's the actor's fault who plays Carl. Chandler, Chandler Riggs, who's been with the show since the beginning. Love the guy. Seems like a great dude at Comic-Con panels. 
but I don't think he's the best actor to sell it. I don't think he's the best actor to convey that awesomeness of trying to stand up to Negan because, yes, to me it also kind of came across as a little punsy. I can understand seeing it as a little punsy, um, but you have to understand something. When your father is there telling you to pipe the hell down, and then, you know, your father, your own dad, who you've seen do a lot of crazy things, gets told to shut up, and your dad listens to him, and then this guy is talking to you. I mean, you're going to, I mean, you're going to, it's going to sound a little bad. You know what I mean? That's why, I mean, but it's not the writing that I have the problem with. I think it's mostly the actor not being capable enough to convey what they're going for. He wasn't serious enough. Like, I, I know, know, I don't want to compare I feel like we're going to get killed. Yeah, I don't want to compare too much to the comics, but in the comics, Carl is like a little fighting fury force. Like, after Negan comes and does all this crap, Carl sneaks to Negan's base and tries to kill everyone. I mean, yeah, but we haven't seen that so far. Ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> you, can't, I mean, you can't really compare something know, that hasn't happened Carl's yet. Carl's got I mean. balls. This Carl's just like, don't take our medicine, we need that. Don't do that. And I'm just I like, I thought Carl was on. serious as hell when he said, <laughs> next one's going to go on your head. I was like, oh, Carl, do it, man. Do it. Put it in his head. Negan comes in, and he's just like, you put it in his head, I'll, I'll kill you. I'm pretty sure you would react the same way. He'd be like, all right, I'll put the gun down. Douchebag. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm fine, with, I'm fine with that, but like, I agree with Miles when the acting. He was just like, I don't know. I didn't like him. He wasn't like serious and gritty enough. I'm sorry, internet. Please don't kill us. I'm I'm I don't know if you guys are in the minority here or whatever, but I'm I, don't I, know. I I think he did a good job. I think Channel Riggs did a did a decent job. I mean seeing him I mean seeing seeing what they're also doing to Enid, I mean you could tell that that was really pissing him off. Um and he's he gave his dad like a look like what the hell, Dad? Like why the hell are we fighting? Um I so I do I do I mean I like his I liked his performance overall and um I did I loved Andrew Lincoln in this episode. Mm-hmm. He had he had to swallow a huge pill, and um, he just seeing that he talks about Shane and everything, bringing back Shane and, and saying that his daughter isn't isn't his. Um, I thought that was really. I thought again, uh, AMC does a great job at character growth, and I think this is this is just another character growth for for uh, for Rick. So I do think this was a great episode for Rick. So. Yeah. Um, all right. It's it's time for us to sign out here. So I'm gonna. Do you guys have any recommendations, Miles? Do you have any? Do you have anything to recommend? And this is something that I've had to think long and hard on because there. I've been watching a lot of stuff, but the thing I'm gonna recommend isn't actually a movie or a TV show. It's a soundtrack for the oh, movie boy. Her. First of all, watch Her. It's a great movie. But Her this, is a. It is a great movie, man. I don't, I don't understand why people underrate that movie, but yeah, continue on. It's so underrated, but just the soundtrack to that movie, I've been listening to it and just everything about it. I have friends who haven't even seen the movie, but they're like, I love the soundtrack. It is so good. It conveys what the movie is trying to say in just music. It's beautiful. Listen to the soundtrack. Please listen to it. It's amazing. Okay. Well, you're the first one who has ever really said anything about a soundtrack here so i'll give you props for that Enrique, what do you what do you recommend all right so there is a future screenfellows video that might come out soon at some point but in that video i did do some research and i came across a movie that i've watched before and i forgot how good it was donnie darko donnie darko is a very weird 
and really good movie. It's very dark, no pun intended, but it was it's really good. Jake Gyllenhaal's good in it. I think it was one of his like very first movies. It's very weird and it's different. All right. All right. Um All right, well surprise, I'm back. Just Carlos is came back in, in the show, guys. And I am back. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get really film snobby on you people. <laughs> what? Okay, because I just watched a French film the other day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know the meaning of life. You're prestigious uh, jerk. Totally. Um, I watched a French film the other day. It's probably going to be France's nominee for Best Foreign Language Film. It is L. It is basically about um, this woman, she gets raped, and she is trying to, she basically starts trying to figure out who did it, and why they did it, and just this craziness unfolds, and it follows her life, and the different people in her life, from her son, and her ex-husband, to um, the people that she works with, and one of her best friends, and the person she's sleeping with, like, it's just crazy, like, this huge story, great characters, such really rich characters, too, and incredible performances, like, honestly, we haven't seen many great lead actress performances yet this year, obviously, that's probably going to change in the coming months, um, but as of now, this is one of the best performances that I've seen this year, so, highly recommend it, L, find it somewhere online, it's very good, very good. That's what I got. Okay, okay. All right, Carlos. I'll take your word for it. Um, My recommendation is Creed. I just saw it yesterday. I knew Woo! it was coming. Yeah, Carlos. Carlos might be pissed, <laughs> but it's whatever. Um, what? We actually might have a poll coming up soon about that involves Creed and South Paul soon. We'll so see. You could be on my side. That's all I mean, I'm saying. I could, I, could, I could be on his side. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, But I'm going to... I'll, Really liked Creed. I thought the story was really good. Um, I think Michael B. Jordan does a fantastic job in the movie. Um, I think he was definitely sort of underrated in the movie. I do understand problems with his performance, though. I think Sylvester Stallone does a great job in this movie. Definitely the chemistry between him and Michael B. Jordan is fantastic. Uh, it's a great story. And I do think that it does represent... Um, the series, well, um, it's definitely almost as good as the original Rocky, so definitely give it, um, give it a, give it a look. Um, guys, so, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456, and make sure you follow the Screenfellows team on social media at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube as well. Like we've said a couple times on this episode already, we have a lot of great stuff coming on the YouTube channel. Um, so there's definitely some stuff to look forward to there, especially Enrique's top 10 videos, which um, we will have one hopefully coming out pretty soon. So definitely stuff to look out for. All right, Miles, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles underscore Haruki. Uh, yeah, basically anywhere you go, Miles underscore Haruki, that's me. Find me there. Follow me. I will follow you back, JK. I will. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, that's like that's messed up, man. So, like, are you joking about following people back, or are you joking about not following people back? Like, <laughs> no, I'll fo- I'll follow you back. Follow for follow. Let's do it. Let's be friends. <laughs> All right, Enrico, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter if you want to yell at me about why Carl is amazing at cboga six three five. Oh man. Yeah, you guys definitely do that. If you guys are Team Carl, 
definitely hit up Enrique, and you we might want to make a poll on that. Might want to. We we can make a poll. We can make a poll about that. Um. All right, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and you can also find me on Instagram at Ozzy Cray. And if you have any questions about the walk, on uh, my opinions on the Walking Dead, MCU, whatever you guys want to ask me, any topic that you guys want to talk about in the show, email me at Ozzy dot castro at screenfellows.com i will definitely check it out all right guys we hope you enjoyed the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on itunes stitcher or soundcloud please rate and review the podcast on itunes guys this is screen fellas Bye.